but I feel like it's our duty to be out there, to be protesting, um, and to be representing Christ in that way, you know? Do you think, I remember we were kind of talking about um, this episode and Mr. Holness, you said something about um, someone shouldn't lose their rights because of your rights. Does that ring a bell? Can you say a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, your rights don't go farther than anyone else's rights. Your rights, my rights to protest do not mean that I might make you, Miss uh, Chaplain Leia, uncomfortable. I might make you uncomfortable by what I have to say, but I'm not going to attack you because you don't believe what I believe. You have a right to believe what you want to believe, so I can't make you change that. I can tell you why I believe what I believe, and as long as I keep it in uh, in a square that is public, that um, it's like I can't protest on TA's property. I can protest off of their property, maybe on the street or the sidewalk, but um, publicly, privately, I can't do that. So my rights end where TAs begin. Am I making sense? And rudimentarily, that's how it works. I can't go and say you lose your gun rights. That's impossible too. You need two thirds of, I think, Congress and two thirds of the, uh, or three fourths of the states to, to amend a bill. Kind of, kind of impossible. Well, not impossible, but very hard. Wow, I like that because I think that there is something to be said about, um, and I don't know if you kind of went there when I uh, when I lost connection, but um, I think there's something to be said about the word protest and who we are as Protestant Christians. You know, that our whole the movement of Christianity began to shift because of a protest. You know, Martin Luther said. Something's wrong here. We're not we're not doing what we think we say we're supposed to be doing. And I'm gonna write these uh, letters across the, the 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 cathedral's doorsteps, and I'm gonna protest what this is. And so, I guess for me, what I'm what I'm noticing or naming is that there is, seems to be some of us, some Christians, regardless of denomination who tend to think that we should just go along to get along, that there is nothing that we should be doing to raise our voice or to raise our fists or to say, this is not okay. What we're seeing is not okay. What, what my neighbor is experiencing is not okay, right? I live in an apartment building and you know, every two or three months, I see somebody's stuff put out they've gotten evicted, right? And every time it happens, my soul hurts because I could not imagine being put out of my home. I just watched a video last night um, about this sheriff, I think it's in Texas. Um, it was a, a department, a, a sheriff's department that was going around, um, you know, doing the evictions and it was so painful because at one point, so they have, they they showed on camera 
two families being evicted. And then there was um, an elder woman <clears throat> who was being evicted. And this was not the part where they hand you the papers and you have to go to court. No, like the court is done. You're done. Like when the sheriff shows up this time, you got to get your stuff and get out. Get what you can and get out, right? And in this one particular case, I guess it was really hot. There was an elder woman. They didn't show her face. They showed her back and she was sitting on this chair and the sheriff was moved to compassion. Now, I didn't know that the sheriff can do this. But he then called social services and said, we can't put this woman out. We can't put her out. And I'm just thinking about how many times can we as Christians say, we can't put this person out. How many times do we have the opportunity to protest and we don't? What do y'all think about that? Well, I think that I think that it goes back to that verse in the Bible. I'm not sure exactly what it says, roughly paraphrasing here, but it says, um, basically I asked for food, water, clothes, and shelter, and you didn't give it to me. And I think that it's somewhat as Christians, it's our duty it's our responsibility to make sure that people that don't have have and to make sure that, you know, people who are disenfranchised and at a disadvantage are put, you know, an, on an equal pedestal as other people. And so when it comes to protesting and when it comes to, um, you know, trying to uh, gain equality for the people that have been, you know, somewhat attacked in a way, I feel like it's somewhat our duty, although there's a certain way to go about doing it. But I feel like it's our duty to be out there, to be protesting um, and to be representing Christ in that way, you know? It's it's pretty easy to put out statements. You know, if you've taken an English class or two, it's not difficult. But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly is honestly takes some work, I think. You have to deal with your character before you even attempt. You have to deal with the stuff that you got inside. You have to deal with your biases. You have to deal with your, you have to deal with your attitude before you even try to work for justice. Um, real quick, this is more of like a question, but if God urges us to love mercy, to do things justly, um, why, this is just something I never could fully understand. Like why do some, more like traditional, um, like maybe Seven Day Venice, um, not bring this up or not like go kind of by that when it comes to like protesting and speaking out. Like, why are they, why do they want us to kind of stay silent? Like, are they afraid of us like getting hurt? Are they just uh, like, what's the problem with that? Hey, may I uh, attempt to uh, answer your question, Blair? Um, so I was talking to my parents about this the other day, and it was a very interesting conversation because I was talking to them and we were basically talking and saying, has the church, I don't want to say lost its way, but in certain things, are we just sitting back and watching the world go by? And I personally think that the, I personally think that certain, there's a certain group of people in the Seventh-day Adventist church that have i don't want to say more power but more influence in what happens and that group of people may be stuck in tradition they may be stuck in the way things were did long ago they may be stuck in you know our business is worship and bringing people to christ and i don't want to deal with that because that's messy and you know that's not my job and so i think personally that we're stuck in or certain people are kind of stuck in 
their comfort zone. That's what I want to say. Certain people are stuck in their comfort zone of, you know, going to church and singing the pew, like, praise God, amen, Jesus is good, instead of getting out on, you know, in the world, getting dirty and saying, you know, this is my reality. And it's my job as a Christian to sort of be an ambassador and be out there and doing what Jesus would have done, which is seek justice, like Jaden said, love mercy and walk humbly. So, yeah, that's what I think. I love it. 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 You got you. You have me happy right now. I'm happy. OK, so. Oh, OK. All right. So. It's. It's about being comfortable. It's also. About. You know, there are conservative Christians. There are conservative Seventh-day Adventists who grew up a certain way and asking questions and 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 going off is kind of looked at as rebellion a little then there's also the money it's also it's also the money as much as 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 much as it hurts to say this the church is a business it's a business it's about making money I hear my I hear my parents talking in my head right now it's about the money and and half of the things that we do it's it's well we can't do this I mean we could do a little bit but we can't do we can't go all the way because right it's messy we don't want to get into that we, we could lose we could lose we could lose some pros, profits if we get into that so we don't want to get into that but we can do this we can do little steps. We can do little little things here and there, and that's that's where that's why we're kind of just sitting watching the world go by. I mean, I would just say, you know, to be in the world and not of it doesn't mean you have to sit inside all day doing nothing. There's more than one way to change things, and I'm sure that's what you know. We as a church are trying to figure out what we can do, but you know, we don't have to do nothing. I think um, this COVID-19 thing is, is, is the perfect opportunity for this church because we're not going, every Sabbath we went to church, we got dressed up and we went to church and we listened to the pastor, we talked to our friends, we, um, we went home, we maybe had lunch with our friends, maybe we went walking at Brookside Gardens or, or Great Falls. Um, and we let the Sabbath close and we worship. Then we start a new week. Now we're, we're really not going to church. So what do we have to do? We can go to soup kitchens. We can go when, when they talk about the least of these, we can go to a nursing home. We can go to a veteran's home. We can go, we can go so many places on a day that yes, to be close to your God also now means you're making your fellow man feel like he he or she is worth something more to this God, this living God. And that's our job. And now we have to just go and do it. And we have to keep doing it until Jesus comes back. Because I have a friend who says this does this isn't going to change. Maybe they're wrong. Hopefully they're wrong. I want to come back to school because I miss you guys. But now, now we got to go out and take who we are as people. Yeah, we got to change. We have to watch our attitudes now because we're being looked at now. We're being watched. 
how we vote, how we talk to people. All people are noticing that. And they're seeing there's something different about each and every one of us. Each and every one of the people that go to TA, each and every one of the people that go to our churches, even people who don't go to our churches, there's something different about a lot of people. Now it's time that we get out and start showing the world who we are. And this is what this time is for. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, I would really like to think that our church can change. Yeah. And I have seen some change over the yeah. years. Not enough. And I know especially, you know, uh, the young ones here are saying not enough. And I would certainly agree. However, I do think that there is, um, you know, pushed on by you all. I think that there has started to be a change. I know in my uh, church, I go to the Tacoma Park Church. And I know that there is a very, very strong emphasis on social justice and on caring for the, quote, least of these. And so I think that with God's help and with our push, we can make a, a difference and, and make people see that. Because I think sometimes we confuse the whole politics, that we need to stay away from politics, away from staying up, up things about social justice. And I think that social justice is quite apart from politics. Um, we certainly need the politicians to push through programs of social justice, but I think we need to not uh, confuse the two and, you know, to make sure that social justice is being talked about from our pulpits. Yeah, and I think it's also important during this time, like Mr. Honus said, um, we're in COVID, the church is in COVID. And like he also said, you know, usually we'd go to church every Sabbath, you know, you'd come home, eat Sabbath lunch, go to you know, Great Falls or a garden and walk around, but we don't have that anymore. And so now it sort of falls on you every Sabbath. Like, what are you going to do? Because there's no one to hold you accountable, especially if you're, you know, you're alone or if your whole family doesn't go to church or if you're sort of a pioneer in your house in being a Christian, how are you going to hold yourself accountable and build a relationship with God? And I feel like it's so important to ask yourself that question because, you know, usually at church, if you have friends at church, you know, if you don't show up for a while, they text you, give you a call like, you know, you haven't been at church. Where are you? But now you're home. And so it's important to really establish a routine on Saturday. This is what I'm going to do. This is my Sabbath. And this is how I'm still going to grow closer to God. Um, also, I wanted to add that I think that people with a more um, legalistic like view on God and church and stuff, I think that they right now should kind of be realizing because you know like when we want to go out on like a sabbath and like minister to other people maybe go to like a soup kitchen or go to nursing home and stuff they might see it as no like it's a sabbath you have to go to church you have to go worship and go pray and all that stuff but it's okay to do that because that's needed like being the hands and feet of jesus requires us to do those things and i think it's okay to do that on the sabbath it's okay to do that.